Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoyed this message. Good morning. Welcome to Church Online on this special Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. I'm so glad that you've joined us. And if you're joining us for the first time, I just want to give you an extra special welcome. My name is Glenn. I'm one of the pastors here at Encounter Christian Church. And, you know, these are unusual circumstances that we're in this Easter. You know, normally we'd be gathered together uh, for what is our biggest weekend of the year because Easter represents uh, the biggest part of our Christian faith and that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And so, you know, I'm missing everyone today. Uh, you know, going to church is one of my favourite things to do on a Sunday. And, you know, I, I just love meeting with people and meeting with friends and family. And, and so I, I'm missing that today, as I'm sure most of you are as well. But, uh, you know, normally this time of year, we, we would have spent uh, weeks and months leading up to this weekend with plans uh, and, you know, coming up with uh, a production with the creative team that would have uh, really given the Easter message to those who normally don't go to church except for on weekends, but also for us to celebrate who God is. And, you know, with this coronavirus uh, situation, those plans have been interrupted. And I got thinking about that this week and how, you know, some of our best plans can be interrupted. And, you know, it made me realise that we can actually take things for granted sometimes. You know, we, we can think, things are just going to go on as normal and we make our plans according to just life going on as usual. But this whole coronavirus has highlighted that the best plans can be interesting to go. We went over, my parents were living over there at that time and we as a family all went over, Aston, myself and uh, Ruby and Willow and Wolfgang was only uh, just in Aston's belly. He, he wasn't born yet. And, you know, the travel agent made plans for us they she booked our flights and you know there were three flights to get to to Cape Town where my parents lived and so we had to fly from Melbourne to Perth Perth to Johannesburg and then Johannesburg to Cape Town and so you know we took this trip and flew to Perth and then we got to Johannesburg and when we got to Johannesburg unfortunately a lot of flights came in at the same time and there was a huge lineup to get through customs. And so we had to sit on the tarmac for over an hour waiting to even just get off the plane. But then we also then had to wait an hour just to get through the line and get through customs to get into South Africa. And, and unfortunately for us, the uh, travel agent didn't allow enough time for us to get uh, to allow for these sorts of, of disruptions. And so we actually missed our connecting flight. And this was actually a very stressful time for us. See, we had rushed from the customs gate through to our connecting flight. And, you know, we were only about five minutes off the gate. And the guy at the, the uh, gate actually let us through. He said, you're probably going to miss it, but just try anyway. And we went through and we got to the gate and the door was shut and the plane had actually uh, started to move away from the terminal. And so we actually had to change our plans. And at that point, we had no uh, SIM card. We're in a foreign country. Uh, we couldn't contact anyone. 
And so I had to, uh, we were all hungry and tired, and so I left Aston and the girls to get some food on that side of the gate, and I had to go back through and go and make arrangements to, to get on a new flight. And then I went, I remember just this being such a stressful moment because I had to go to the, the counter and sa- explain the situation, and then they had to work to, to organise new flights. But the lady who I first uh, was dealing with she, she was going to charge us for uh, a new flight. And at that point, I actually didn't have the money to be able to do that. Uh, we didn't plan to have to pay for a new flight. And so we were, uh, uh, at that moment, I actually just had, had to, to pray to God. I, was, I remember just saying, God, I actually need you to come through right now. And as I prayed... Uh, the lady who was sitting next to her, she was watching what was going on and she was not in agreement with this other lady and, and she actually kind of pushed this lady out of the way and just took over. And I, this was God's miracle in that moment for me. He actually made a way uh, for us to get on the next flight for free and I, and I thank God for that. But we then, as we got on to this next flight, the stress of this whole situation actually caught up with me. See, Aston and I had been separated for over an hour while I was trying to sort this out. And I finally was able to get back through the gates to get to Aston. We weren't able to contact each other because of not having any phones or SIM cards. And she was exhausted. We were both exhausted. But we, we got onto the plane and I remember just getting this huge migraine because the stress of it just caught up with me. I had, hadn't had much sleep. And I remember just sitting on the plane with this throbbing headache and I never get migraines. And so what this highlighted to me was the impact of having to change plans like this, stressful situations, uh, can cause us a lot of heartache and a lot of pain, a lot of stress. And you know, I think there's a lot of this stress right now for a lot of people during this coronavirus season. See, a lot of plans are being disrupted right now. And a lot of stress is being created uh, during this time, and on varying levels and varying degrees for a lot of people. You know, some people have had to make adjustments with their workplace. They're having to work from home or having to rearrange their business so that they can continue to do business and make money. Others are, ha- are having to get government support to pay their bills. And, you know, I think about the parents who are starting back at school this week who are having to do homeschooling uh, with digital uh, education uh, you know, all that is going on right now. And this is, this is creating a lot of stress for people. This is the season that we're in. And, you know, 2020, st- we, you know, I think everyone had high hopes for 2020 because we just thought it was going to go on as usual. We, we never would think that we would be going through the worst bushfires that we were ever going to go through as a country or that uh, we'd be in a situation like the coronavirus Uh, right now where we're all in lockdown and isolation. No one plans for this sort of stuff. We we don't think about that in our planning. And I I can't help but think, you know, having these moments of just wondering what is going on? What happened to 2020? Where where is God in this whole situation? Is is he checked out? Is Is he not a part of this? Or is he actually a part of this and using this situation... Uh, to get our attention. And I couldn't help uh, on Easter weekend think about, uh, you know, the apostles when Jesus died on the cross. 
and the confusion that they must have gone through when Jesus actually died. So you need to understand, uh, as a Jewish nation, uh, they, be- they believed in a Messiah that would come through the line of David. And this Messiah was going to restore Jerusalem and this Messiah was going to rule as their king and usher in a new era of peace and no evil. And so uh, I think that they had these preconceived ideas of what Jesus was going to, what he was going to do and who he was. They, they didn't understand like we understand now because he hadn't been through it yet that he had to die and rise again to be uh, ruler of not just uh, Israel, but actually to become the ruler of heaven and earth. And so, you know, I couldn't, when we look at Luke 24, verse 9 to 11, we can actually see their response that they didn't grasp this. This was something that took them a while to get their head around. See, the, the women who followed Jesus had been to the tomb uh, to go and treat God's body, uh, Jesus' body that was in the tomb with spices and oils to, to preserve his body. And when they got there, the tomb was open and all, and his body was not there, just the rags that he was wrapped in. But they had an encounter with an angel who explained to them what had just happened, that Jesus had died and on the third day rose again. And it's this message that they took back to the 11 uh, uh, disciples of Jesus, the apostles. And, And this is where we pick up. They said, when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women was going to die and rise to life again. You know, even though they had been spending all this time uh, with Jesus, they didn't get it. And they didn't understand that God actually had a much greater plan at play in this situation. And what this highlights to me is that uh, there is two plans running at the same time all the time. See, there's God's plans and there's our plans. See, we make plans every day. We plan, uh, we set goals, we plan our weeks, we plan family time and and uh, holidays and work and how, you know, how we're going to go about uh, doing life in order to, to achieve the things we want to achieve and make a better life for ourselves. Uh, but there's also God's plans. And God's plans are running at the same time. And we see this when Jesus died on the cross. This was uh, part of God's plan. See, Acts 2 verse 23 says, This man talking about Jesus, was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. See, this was God's plan all along, that Jesus would die on a cross. But not only uh, was this God's deliberate plan, it was a plan that he had set before uh, he even created the world. See, Ephesians 1 verse 3 to 6 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in in Christ. For he chose us in him before 
the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. See, Jesus was never plan B. He was always plan A. But why would God, who is the creator of the world, choose a plan that included the horrific death of his only son, Jesus, and allow pain and suffering to exist in this world? See, to answer this, we need to understand that creation is an expression of who God is. He didn't create us because he was lonely and needed us. See, he is self-sufficient. He doesn't actually need anyone. See, he is whole and complete. He is a triune God. He is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And he, he can exist with no one other than himself. And we need to understand that when he created the world, that it was, to exp- it was an expression of himself. He wanted to share who he was. He wanted us as created beings to enjoy who he was. He didn't do it because he needed to. But we also need to uh, understand that in order to create a world where we had the ability to choose and make decisions like God, to, to choose to love him and to choose uh, how we live our life, sin actually had to exist. You couldn't have choice uh, without sin existing. And so God had to have a plan that didn't violate his perfect nature. He couldn't go against and manipulate uh, things to work out the way he wanted uh, by doing the wrong thing. He actually had to come up with a plan that expressed his goodness. And that plan was grace. That plan was Jesus. See, God knew that we would choose sin. And he was willing to take that risk because he knew it was worth it. And he was willing to to pay the ultimate price for our sin, knowing that there was a better plan. So, you know, God's plan from the beginning was that he would actually have a plan to draw us back to himself. And are we just puppets in this plan? Do we have a decision in this plan? Is this just something that God uh, is just working out on his own? Of course not. By no means. See, we uh, have the ability to choose. See, we can live according to our own plans or we can live according to God's plans. See, it's going through situations like the coronavirus where our plans are completely interrupted that we realise we aren't the centre of the universe, that our dreams and desires aren't everything. There is more going on in the world around us we are a part of a much bigger picture. You know, when I worked in homelessness, uh, a common phrase that we used was that crisis brings change. And, you know, working with teenagers, uh, you know that teenagers uh, don't make the best life decisions. And sometimes in order for them to, to make a good decision, you have to allow them to go through uh, the crisis of their poor decision-making. 
And, you know, I couldn't help but wonder, during this coronavirus season, is this maybe one of those moments where it's like, you know what, the world has been making decisions uh, that are ungodly decisions, and not everyone uh, does, but as a whole, there are plenty of people who don't follow God's plans. And so in order to get their attention, uh, he has to allow the consequence of their decision just to play out. Could this be going on? Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to speak on behalf of God. But, you know, I do, I do know that God is always working in the background and behind the scenes and uses all things for the, for the good of those who love him. See, Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. And so we're, we're actually, during this season, we're left with a choice. You know, our plans are being interrupted right now. And they're not, they're not going to the way that we thought they would go. And so I think we need to look at the bigger picture here. Is God trying to get our attention? Is there a bigger plan going on right now where God is drawing people back to himself? You know, things don't always go the way we think they're going to go. And they do create a lot of stress. But it's how we respond during these times that help us uh, to line up with God's plans. And I think that's one of the best things we can do in life is actually make uh, God's plans our plans. So I want to encourage you today. What are your plans in life? Do they line up with God's plans? Or are you just living your life uh, based on your dreams and desires, uh, trying to make the best life for yourself? You know, the Bible talks about uh, what good is it if a man gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? See, we can spend all this time trying to uh, make this really good life for us, trying to gain stuff and, you know, status and big houses and cars and all these things. And them in and of themselves are not bad. It's not that we need to be poor and, and martyrs and, you know, that's not what I'm talking about here. You know, it's more about where our priorities lie and where our uh, life uh, is heading that highlights uh, what our plans are. See, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. See, we can actually give our plans to God. We can rely on him and we can trust him and he will actually make our path straight. He is the one that will set our path. You know, he actually also says in Matthew 6, verse 25 to 34, he says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them, and you are much more valuable than they. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, 
which is here today and is tomorrow thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know, we don't need to worry about the future. You know, we can actually fully trust God and rely on God. We, and we do that by putting God first, making God the priority of our life. We centre our decision-making around what God wants. You know, uh, Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. See, God has good plans for us. He's not a stingy God who, who is uh, waiting for us to beg of him uh, and, and, you know, and scrape around as if we uh, need to grovel. It doesn't work like that. God is a good God. He loves to bless us. You know, he, if we ask of him uh, for bread, he doesn't give us a stone. The Bible says that, uh, that this is who he is. This is his character. And, you know, and God's plans are always good. You know, 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. See, God has this plan in place that everyone would come to know him that everyone would live for him because that was his original plan from the beginning, that we would do life with him, in relationship with him. And this was his desire. When he created us, this was an expression of his glory, that we would enjoy his glory. See, Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20 says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You know, this is the... The, the great commission that God gave us as those who believe in him is that we would uh, go about our lives uh, reflecting who God was and who Jesus is and sharing his love with those around us. And, you know, Easter is one of those great opportunities. And, you know, if you, if you uh, are watching on Facebook Live, I'd encourage you, take a moment to share this live feed on your feed. See, this is one of the greatest opportunities we have to uh, spread the gospel. See, there is a silver lining in this whole, whole uh, coronavirus experience as a church. You know, we, we can't meet right now and we can't join together physically, but we have been forced to take our service on, services online and use social media platforms. And I think that this is one of the greatest opportunities we've ever had as a church because we are taking... 
uh, the message of who Jesus is and what God's plans were from the beginning, that we would know him and do life with him and love him and enjoy him. We get to take that uh, outside of the four walls to the whole world right now. And I think that this is uh, some of God's planning. You know, God is, God is shaking the church right now. And I believe we are going to see so many people come to know Jesus through this time, uh, through this season. And this gives me confidence to know that God is using this current season right now. And so I'd encourage you, please share, uh, you know, this service online through your Facebook feed. It's so easy. It's just the press of a button. Let's all partner together in in this simple way of sharing the good news of God. And, you know, you might be watching today and this might be the first time you've heard about Jesus or you've been watching a few weeks in a row and trying to get an understanding of of who Jesus is. And You know, I just want to... I just want to say to you, following Jesus is the best decision you'll ever make in your life. You know, Jesus died on the cross and rose again so that we could have life and have it to fullness and have it abundantly. And this is the opportunity that we get every day. And so maybe your plans have been interrupted and you're sitting around wondering, going, what is life all about right now? What is going on? You know, my plans have been completely interrupted. What's my future hold? I'm not sure. There's a lot of uncertainty. Well, you know, following Jesus actually gives us confidence for the future because he has our future and, uh, in his hand when we follow him. And so I, I would love to give you that opportunity today on Easter weekend uh, to follow Jesus. And I'm going to pray a simple prayer right now. And God's word says in Romans uh, that if we uh, believe in our heart and declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. And so we're going to do that right now. I'm going to pray a prayer and I want you to repeat it after me. Say it out loud. But just believe in your heart that you are making that decision to follow Jesus right now. And you will begin a journey of uh, you know, living this Christian life. So let's pray that prayer now. So dear Lord Jesus... I thank you that you had a plan for me. That you sent your one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. So today, Lord, I respond to your free gift, the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. Lord, I give you my life and I choose to follow you from this day Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, I just want to say, well done, congratulations. And I also just want to encourage you, you know, if you already know Jesus and you're going uh, through a situation right now where you don't know what the future holds, I want to encourage you, this is not forever. See, God is using this time, I believe, to, to bring about his purposes here on earth. See, he's not an abusive God. He doesn't inflict people with pain. Uh, The devil does that. But God uses what the devil meant for evil for our good, for his good, to bring about his name on the earth. And so I want to encourage you, we have hope in this season. And, you know, there will be a time when we get to meet and we get to go back to work as normal. 
And, you know, I don't think that that's too far off. But I want to encourage you, let's use this time wisely to press into God, to get to know him better and to build our strength and our faith during this time. And, uh, you know, I would just love to pray for you before we finish up. And, uh, and I just want to pray a blessing over you and over your situation. So let's do that right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every single person who is watching right now, that you would bless them, that you would uh, put your peace on them, the peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord God, that you would uh, you know, guide and direct during this season, Lord, uh, to help us to make good decisions about our future. Lord, help us to put you as our priority. Help us to align our lives to your plans and your purposes, Lord God. And help us to bring, uh, to, be, to be partnering with you to bring about your purposes. Help us to live out the great commission of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray that you would use this time to expand your kingdom, to uh, expand your church, that many people would come to know you during this time. And, Lord, I just pray uh, for your protection over every single one of our family members uh, of this church and those who are watching online for the first time that there would be uh, protection from this coronavirus, from sickness, especially those who are vulnerable right now. And Lord, I just thank you that you send your angels and, and put a hedge of protection around every one of us. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepparton.